0: Log TALK RADIO All right, we want to say greetings to everyone. Thank you all so much for joining us today. My name is Brother Hoskman, and as usual, we're so grateful to the Lord be able to come before you and just talk with you and share with you uh, the things that the Lord has laid on my heart to share. All right, so if you have your Bibles, let's go to the fourth chapter of the book of Luke. Fourth chapter of the book of Luke. We're going to what well, today we're gonna to be just talk very briefly about rebuke and uh it may not be what some of you are thinking. Uh so uh so the fourth chapter of the book of Luke and we're gonna start reading at verse uh thirty eight. All right, let's uh, actually let's start reading down let's go to verse thirty one chapter of book of Luke, verse 31. Thank you all again for joining us. I'm so grateful that, uh, that you have decided to start your morning off uh, with this ministry and hearing from the Lord through this ministry. Amen. So, verse 31 reads, and came down to Capernaum, the so much the Lord, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue, there was a man. Now, let me explain what that's talking about. When it it says, for his word was with power, it's not talking about he wasn't up hollering and and putting on a show. It just means that the words he spoke, that's what carried the power. It wasn't that he had to project himself and do all these other kind of shenanigans. It just means that the word that he spoke is what carried the power. You see that? Verse 33 says, And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil, and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And so, Jesus is, I want you to picture this. The Lord is there teaching in the synagogue, and He, as far as we know and what we read here, he did not egg this man on. Whoever this man was, he didn't say anything to this man. You know, he was just preaching like he normally did. And the spirit just began to cry out, let us alone. And so apparently now this person was used to going to church. He was sitting there in the synagogue, you know, uh, you know, uh, with everybody else, in other words, sitting in their church with everybody else. But he was tormented, apparently. So, so Jesus there is preaching, and just all of a sudden this man bust out, burst out, let us alone. What have we to do with these? So really what it was, it was the Spirit. See, one man speaking, let us alone, which lets you know that it was the Spirit. And what it was was because truth, the Spirit of truth was there, The the Spirit on the inside of that man was being tormented. And so look at what he says, what have we to do with thee, thou, Jesus of Nazareth, or thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Verse 35, and Jesus rebuked him, saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. So it's not talking about Jesus rebuking the man. He's talking about the spirit on the inside of the man that was doing this. Jesus rebuked that spirit that was speaking out and and told that spirit, hold thy peace, and come out of him. So Jesus there is rebuking this spirit. Now, one of the first lessons that I learned, and I'm so grateful to the Lord for that, that was a uh, uh, when I was a uh, assistant pastor in Oklahoma, when I was there and I really as as the uh, and I, I guess as a assistant pastor there. I was sitting up in the pulpit, and this young lady that I knew, she called me while I was sitting there. And I knew that we lived in the same 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 in the same time zone. And so I knew that she herself, she should have been in church, which, you know, at that time, which she was. And so I figured, well, this must be very important. So, you know, I made it my business that as soon as church was over, I was going to um, check this voicemail because she left the voicemail. And she told me several things. Uh the Lord used her as a property. And uh and there were several things. In fact I still have that recording. And anybody if any of you would like to listen to it, you know, or anything like that, you some of you have heard me talk about this before And I, I kept the recording and and uh put it on my computer and just kept the recording of it, kept it um kept it. And so in this recording she's telling me several things. And it's amazing, you know, a lot of times I I respected her as a prophetess. I I'm I don't know if she ever I can't remember if she ever referred to herself as like that, but I knew that the Lord used her to prophesy. And so um when when a lot of times when when you come across a prophet or a prophet prophetess or somebody that the Lord uses in that manner, sometimes what they speak it may not mean anything to you right away, but if when you keep living eventually you will find out, oh, this is what they were talking about. Because you have to remember that a prophet or a prophetess is someone that they speak directly from God and they they God knows, you know, the from the beginning to the end. He knows how it's all gonna play out. Again, God doesn't live in time. So a lot of times when God Speaks through prophets and prophetesses or people that he called to to prophesy. Uh, it may not be something that you can see right away, and but it's important that you don't throw it away. You know, you may not be able to see it right away, but eventually you'll see. You know, it may. And so I held on to what was being said. And so there were several things that she was, you know, she was saying that basically the people that you're going to, the God showed me that they will not receive you, that they will, they're going to reject you, and they're going and then politics is going to start coming in. And at the time, I thought it was the church that I was at then, but it wasn't. It was the church that I would eventually come to pastor uh, in Louisiana. So I thought it all play out exactly the way she said it was, you know, exact, I mean exactly the way she said it. But one thing she said to me that always stuck with me, you know that in that message in that voicemail that she left, she says, "You being a deliverer, she said, "You have to know God says that you're not dealing with the person, you're dealing with the spirit of the person, and I'm telling you that that you know how sometimes somebody says something to you and it just stays with you." You know, it'll stay with you for the rest of your life, and you, you use it from here on out. That's the way I took that statement. You being a deliverer, God says you're not dealing with the person, but you're dealing with the spirit of the person. And and I learned that, you know, just throughout, there have been people that have been times where I prayed for people, and the law would bring that to my remembrance. Now, remember what you're dealing with, you see? And so the Lord would bring that to my remembrance. It's much like when Jesus Christ had, you know, asked the people, uh, asked the disciples, who do men said that I am? Okay, well, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And he told Peter, blessed are you, uh, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto you, but my Father in heaven has revealed it. And and so then they, he started talking to them about how he's going to go into Jerusalem and be, and suffer and crucify, be crucified and all of that. And so from there, Peter pulled him to the side and began to basically rebuke him and tell him, no, you're not going to go through that. No, we don't believe you have to go through that. And the Bible says that the Lord looked at him and says, get behind me, Satan. Now, you know, I've, I've heard people use that term and use those words in this day and age, and it's kind of like they do it from a standpoint of being smart. They're really calling the person Satan. But when the Lord used that term, he was really talking to the devil. He really was talking to the devil. He understood that Peter had yielded himself and now there's another spirit there that is speaking to him that's contrary to uh that's contrary to what God's will is for his life. And so he understood this is Satan talking. And even you I know, want you to think about something. Jesus was not thrown off by the fact that God had revealed this revelation to Peter that he was the son of God, you know, he, he didn't get caught off guard by that. In other words, he didn't think in his mind, well, you know, Peter don't spoke truth before. Maybe what he's saying, maybe there's something to what he's saying. He understood it when you speak, even if you're called to preach, if you speak anything contrary to the will of God, then it's got to be the devil behind it. You know, and not saying that we go look for devils and everything, but we call this message rebuke because the Lord wants you to know that you have the authority as a believer to rebuke, but you have to know what it is that you are rebuking. You have to know what it is that you're dealing with. I, you know, some years ago, I had somebody tell me, uh, and I don't, I don't want to go into details about it, but you know, I had somebody tell me, "I'm going to ruin you and your ministry." And this was a person that, i put it this way, shouldn't have said something like that, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's funny to me. I still think about that sometimes. As when I first heard that, I thought that maybe just this person was upset because of different circumstances that, that they found themselves in. Uh, but as time went on, you know, I understood that that was the devil talking and they tried their best to make good on that promise. They really did try to ruin me and my ministry. And I didn't go in, you know, I you know, I saw it for what it was, I see it for what it is now or what it was, I see it now. That, you know, I just thought that this person was saying that because they were in a bad mood. But now I understand that it really was the case. And even to they say they, they still try, you know, things like they still try little things. But, you know, for somebody to say something like that, you know, when you think about that, that's like somebody telling you, I'm going to destroy you. Now, you know, then, well, people naturally so don't have the ability to destroy anybody. They, they may try, but ultimately... Satan is the one that's out to kill, to steal, and destroy. And so when somebody says something like that, you know, it's like that, that, that's almost like somebody's thinking that they're God, like they have authority, you know, from God. I'm going to destroy you. You know, that's crazy, you know, when you think about And then somebody's saying that, because to me it was along those same lines. You know, I'm going to ruin you and your ministry. And so my question in my mind was, you know, well, why would anybody wanna ruin me and my ministry? What if I dubbed anybody for that? Except it was the devil that was speaking that through this person's mouth. And it, it it was because the devil didn't like the fact of me being in God's will and the fact that by me being in God's will that many people would be helped uh, you know, as far as getting closer to the Lord. That today I, I can still hear that ringing in my ears. I'm gonna just I'm gonna ruin you. And your ministry. I could still hear that. And it's just amazing to me that, you know, that that people can give themselves over to the enemy uh, to even speak that. It's weird to me that somebody that would say something like that wouldn't think it was odd that something like that was even coming out of their mouth, you know. And so here this, this demon is speaking. Now, we're in the fourth chapter of the book of Luke. This devil is talking, saying, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? So you see, now you can see that there's something awkward there because the man is apparently going to church, you know, and he's there because he really want to be there. But, and apparently he knew that Jesus was going to be there preaching, but apparently the man had something on the inside of him that was tormenting him and that was getting on him. Now I, I, I seen that up close and personal. I've seen people that come to this ministry or come to, this, you know, come to church, and they just really, really bother. You know, I, I've even been through that. You know, when I was a little boy growing up in Brother Junior's church, and Brother Junior would be under, under the anointing, preaching. And I don't remember what he was saying, but I knew that the power of God was there because I knew that I was bothered. You know, like, I was just not – I didn't – I like going to church. Don't get me wrong. But it was just, I was uncomfortable, I'll put it that way. And that's the way it is a lot of times when when people haven't sold out to the Lord or they're not living for the Lord or whatever. They'll be uncomfortable being around the anointing. And sometimes, if you're not careful, you'll think that it, it's people that you're aggravated with when it's really a spirit there that's aggravated by the spirit of God that's there. And so this spirit that was in this man was aggravated. You know, made uncomfortable. Now, that's the way it's going to be, you know. And so he begins to speak out just right there in, in you know, while church is going on. While the Lord is up teaching, he begins to speak out and, and says, let us alone. What have we to do with thee? Thou Jesus of Nazareth, art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. Verse 35 says, and Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him And when the devil had thrown him In the midst he came out of him And heard him not You see And so Jesus rebuked The spirit that was speaking through this man Now Let's go and keep reading And they were all amazed and spake among themselves Saying what a word What a word is this For with authority and power he commanded the unclean spirits had they come out, and the fame of him went out into every place of the country round about. So I want you to notice, when this man began to speak, the Lord addressed the issue. He did not get offended at the man uh, for speaking and interrupting the service. He addressed the issue that was behind it. Now, so many times what happens is we get caught up in the the vessel that the enemy may be using. In much the same way, if we're not careful, we can get caught up in the vessel that God is using, you see. Now, possession is normal. Uh, you're going to either be possessed by the spirit of God or you're going to be open for possession by the spirit of Satan. When the Spirit of God don't dwell on the inside of you, then it's open season on you to be possessed and to be used by the devil. You see that? It's open season man. And so when you have people, and right, this is why the Lord is speaking this, when you have people that in your life that don't have the Spirit of God on the inside of them, and maybe they're doing things to aggravate you, to, you know, to try to frustrate you you living for the Lord and things like that, the best thing you can do is, first of all, determine whether or not they are a believer, whether or not they are completely sold out to the Lord, whether or not they have the spirit of God living on the inside of them. Now, if you determine that they don't have the spirit of God living on the inside of them, then that should help you get past the person. That should help you to get past the individual and to look beyond what what flesh, you see. Many times, I, I think Hollywood have painted us a, a wrong picture. We think for a person to be demon-possessed and for the devil to use a person, that the devil has to be doing all of these theatrics. It's got to be some head spinning. It's got to be some fluid being spit up. That It's got to be some eyes that are cat-looking. And it's got to, you know, it's got to be some floating going on. You know, Hollywood is painted us a, a picture of that, that that's what, you know, demon-possessed people do. And although the devil does have the power to do that, and he can contort people's bodies all kinds of ways, the devil would much rather hide behind that person's flesh. So it does not have to be a deep, growling voice. I've heard that before. I, I've seen demonic activity where I knew that no human – being could possibly do some of the things that I saw humans do. I've seen that up close and personal with my own eyes. Even from being a little boy, I've seen things like that. But one thing I know is that the devil can use people. He can speak through people without a growling voice. He can use their voice. You see that? So if he don't also, what you then have to do is pay attention to what the person is saying or how they are acting. You know, versus the theatrics that a lot of people make the mistake of looking for. You see, this person when they spoke to me and said, "I'm going to ruin you and your ministry," they spoke just as calm. They it, it wasn't. We hadn't argued about anything. You know, like you know, concerning that, they spoke just as calm in their own voice. And. Um, You know, wasn't angry as far as I could see, but the words that were spoken, the same way these false people looked at Jesus Christ and said, you know what, his words carry power because they paid attention to his words. The Lord wants you to pay attention as well. You don't have to look. A person don't have to be doing demonic things like, you know, head twisting and all of that. Just look at their actions, Not, not the head twisting and the floating or whatever, Look at the lifestyle. That is what the Lord wants you to rebuke. Rebuke the spirit that's behind it. Some of you, you know, sometimes some of you, you wake up with aches and pains. Some of you, you you deal with different things. God, people don't come here demon possessed. When there's a devil that is possessing a vessel that is made after the image of God, then that devil is trespassing. Now, if you saw somebody in your house when you woke up in the morning, they just laying on your couch or in your shower or whatever, because, you know, people do all kinds of crazy things nowadays, you don't go sit down on side of them, on, you know, while they're sitting at your table eating your food and while you were asleep and you didn't even open the door to let them in. You don't go sit down on side of them and say, hey, would you, would you like some sugar on your cereal? Would you? Do you want me to fix you some toast to go with those eggs and grits that you, that you don't see? Or are you going to sit down and say, well, how did you get in here? Well, what's, what's your name? No, you're going to rebuke them. Why? Because that person is trespassing. And that's the way you have to look at it in the demonic world. When you're dealing with aches and pains, I mean, because there are a lot of things that, that if You know, naturally, so that's plain. There are some people that go through aches. There are some people that deal with certain things that doctors cannot explain. If they could explain it from A to Z, then they could find a cure for it. And so when you find these things that they can't really explain, then you know that quite possibly that there is a devil behind it. And so you have to know that the devil shows up. You know, you might not see him naturally, but you'll see his fruit naturally a lot of times. And so some of you, you've been dealing with migraines and the Lord is telling you taking headache medicine is not the cure for it. If there's a spirit behind it, it doesn't matter how how much medicine you take. And the devil is so tricky, he might even leave you for a season with that migraine just to make you think that the medicine is working, just to get you to continue to rely on that. And so... The whole idea is you're not dealing with the root of the problem. You're not rebuking the root of the problem. And it's only when you rebuke the root of the problem that the problem will actually leave. The way you know that you're not dealing with the root of something is if it keeps coming back. Now when it when if it keeps coming back, then you know that you're not that you haven't gotten all of it out yet. You see that? You know that you haven't dealt with the root of it. That one so When you see yourself continuing to deal with certain things, whether it's migraine, headaches, or, you know, even torment from the enemy, any kind of torment, when you see something continue to come back, then you have to know that you have not dealt with the root of it. Some years ago, I I dreamed that I was in this house, and just trying to make a long story short, uh, that uh, the the devil – was in this house and there were several people in the house as well. And the devil uh picked several people to torment. Now I understood that in a dream, so I can only tell you how it happened. So he picked several people and all these people got up, they were just sitting around the living room and all these people got up and sat two or three feet away from one another and they were sitting Indian style, just facing all of them facing the same direction. And and so the devil looked at me and said, I chose you to So I got up and I sat down two or three feet away from uh, the other people, you know, and we all sitting right on the side of each other in face of the same direction. And so the devil he came and sat down in front of me, and in the style, and just just looked in my face like this.
1: And when he looked
0: in my face, I looked into his eyes, and I could see all of the torments that he carries with him. I, I I could see the migraine headaches. I could see cancer. I could see different pains and aches that he gives people that people just kind of write off. I could see arthritis. I could see heart trouble. I could see breathing problems. I could see everything that he torments people with. And so he was just sitting there just looking, and I'm looking at him. And and, and when I saw what he was doing, and I understood that my torment was back pain. And I saw that, and I I began to think, now, why am I sitting here? Because, see, he chose us, but none of us had to actually get up and go sit in front of him and go basically sit there and wait to be tormented. And so I'm sitting there, and I imagine the Lord just took that from me until I'm sitting in front of him so that I could see all of these different torments. And while I'm sitting there, I'm thinking, now, why am I sitting here? Just allowing the enemy to torment me. And so I begin to speak out loud. "Devil, you don't have the authority to torment me. And so I stood up, and the more I talked, now, that's what I want you to catch now. The more I talked, and rebuked the devil, he began to lean back until he was fed on his back and powerless. And so I understood that Satan has no power in and of himself. Now, think about this. The way God's power through the channel of faith, what you believe, it doesn't matter how powerful God is himself, you don't experience that power except you connect to him through the channel of faith. Now, it works the same way with the devil. What made me get up and sit down was faith, what I believe, and of all the lack of belief. So I just got there. I just got up, sat down there, just let him torment me for a little bit, and and then, and finally, I began to rebuke him. Now, at first, it was just a thought, well, wait a minute, I, you don't have the power to do this. And then I began to speak it out of my mouth. Now, it wasn't until I began to speak it out of my mouth that I knew that the power was in my word. That's when the devil began to back up and lay flat on his back and become powerless. When I began to speak, it wasn't enough for me to think, oh, wait a minute. The devil doesn't have any authority or power over me. I began to speak it. In other And I began to rebuke him, to rebuke him. Say devil, you don't have any authority over me, and so, it's like the more I spoke, the the more powerless he became. And then I got up, and then I looked at these other five or six people time, me. I think it was like five others. And I said, "Y'all get up, get up!" I said, "The devil don't have any authority." And I begin to pull them all up, and they begin to get up. And I thought, and so when I woke up, the Lord was letting me know, "This is how it is." Many believers, many people who profess my name. They allow the enemy to torment them. they It's something that they allow. It's not the devil don't have any authority over you. Now, this is the Lord speaking now. The devil does not have any authority over you, but he will torment you if you allow him. And I'm telling you what works is rebuke coming through your mouth. That's what works. You know, when my children want to do, when I want my children to do something, you know, take out the trans like going, y'all gonna take out the trash this morning, right? Okay. So when I want them to take out the trash, it's not enough for me to think it. That's not I, I I can't project that thought to them through thought. The devil can't read your mind. So you can have all the faith in the world. You can have all of the faith in the world. But if you make the mistake of thinking the devil is a mind reader, he re, he obeys words. He don't obey what you thinking. You see. And so, if I want my children to do something, I like take out the trash. I tell them go take out the trash. I don't get mad at them for me thinking something and them not obeying it. You can have all the intentions in the world. Like my my one of my cousins say, you know that somebody can text her, and in her mind, if she can answer the text in her mind and think, and actually think that maybe she actually texted them back, and then find out later, she actually didn't, but in her mind, she may have thought and processed it that she did, you see. One, well, just because you're thinking something, that's going to bring it to pass, and so you have to think that way the exact same way spiritually. The devil obey words. He obeys rebuke. So you know you so when the when this man began to cry out in, in this church service that was going on, the Lord didn't wasn't just sitting there thinking, you know, I, I wish this man would be quiet so I can keep preaching. He wasn't trying to talk over the man, he wasn't thinking no thoughts. He opened his mouth and rebuked the spirit. So here's the thing, you have to know who to rebuke and know what's behind it, and you also have to know how to rebuke how with your mouth. And so so the end of this story was this. Uh, about a week later, a cousin of mine and her husband and my mother and I, we all went out, my sister and we all went out to eat. My mother took us all out to eat. And I, I when I got there, I sat down, and all of a sudden, I was struck with this amazing back pain, like, I, like back pain that I had never experienced before. And I honestly, the whole time I was sitting there, I was thinking, now, somebody's going to have to drive me home. I can't even get up and walk out of here. Now, that's how bad it was. I, I knew without a shadow of doubt that I could not get up and walk out of there. And so, while I'm sitting there plotting on how I'm going to get out of there, who's going to help me move out of there, and who's going to drive me home, because I drove there, but somebody's going to have to drive me home, you know, that dream came back to me about that torment. And I opened my mouth. And I rebuked the devil. And when I rebuked him, that pain left me just as quick as it came. And that was the Lord showing me. You can either sit there and make plans around what the devil is doing in your life, or you can just plan to tell the devil, no, devil, you're not welcome here. You've got to go. He has to obey the word that comes from a believer in Jesus Christ. He has to obey it. Why? Because when you speak something, you're speaking with the authority of God in you. And so when you belong to Christ, the devil does not have a right to be in your life bringing turmoil and and torment to you. Not saying that the devil won't come and try different things and come against you, but I'm telling you, you have the authority to rebuke what the devil is trying to do. And you have to open your mouth to do it. The devil does not obey intention. He does not obey thoughts. He obeys words with faith behind it. And that's what God wants you to understand. You have the authority to rebuke the devil. You, But you have to know what it is. And the first thing you have to do, if you have gotten down that path, if the devil has used someone in your life, if if you have made the mistake of getting resentful towards the the vessels that the devil is using, you first have to get past that. Ask God to forgive you for being offended or being resentful towards the vessel that the devil is using or has used and move past that, and now you can deal directly with the devil. See, that's what the devil wants. It's kind of like he's that person, he's that individual, he hides behind a person, he throws a rock, he raises up, throws a rock and hits you with it, and then he ducks back down behind that person. And so when you turn and look, All you see is that person, and God is saying, no, I want you to see what's really behind it so that you don't get offended at the person that he's using, if that's the case. You can use your words without offense to deal with the true issue. Amen. All right, we want to say thank you so much. We're going to go ahead and pray for you all just real quick, Uh, so bow your heads and let's pray. Still, Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you for what you have spoken to us today. God, we pray that your people that have listened to this message will give heed. Lord, I pray that you will give them understanding as individuals so that they will know what may be going on in their lives, and they will see the enemy for what it truly is, what he truly is, Lord, and that they will know to move past people, to look past people, look beyond the person and look at the spirit that may be there. Maybe Lord, look at even if it's a disease or some kind of ailment going on in their bodies, that they will look past what doctors call it and look at what the, the, the individual, the spirit that's behind the Lord. And I pray that you will bring this message to their remembrance when it's time to rebuke the devil, help them Lord and give them boldness to speak out of their mouths. Lord, remind them to do so. Lord, and I pray that you will honor their faith in speaking up, Lord, to rebuke the enemy no matter how he has come uh, and when, no matter what he may try in their life. I ask, Lord, that you will help them, Lord. And right now, we rebuke depression. In the name of Jesus, right now, we rebuke heart trouble, and we call it out of the individuals who may be watching right now. We rebuke mental torment, mental anguish. Lord, right now, we rebuke cancer. Right now, we rebuke anxiety. Right now, we rebuke the spirit of rejection. We call those spirits out of the individuals that are watching. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray, amen. All right, we want to say thank you all so much for joining us today. I pray that something has been said that has been a blessing to you and we look forward to sharing more of God's word with you. Have a blessed day.